Hey, this is Tea Time with Melissa. We have an outstanding show for you today. I will be talking with Ms. Sonia Hegwood, who is the CEO of the uh, Pregnancy Resource Center in Henry County. That's in uh, Georgia, McDonough, Georgia, Stockbridge, Georgia, those areas. And she has some great information to provide to you today and telling you how uh, you can help the Pregnancy Resource Center. But not only that, um, a lot of information she shares that dispels many of the myths that many of us may have about Pregnancy Resource Center. So it's a great conversation up ahead. Thank you for joining us. All right, let's go. Hey, welcome. This is Tea Time with Melissa, and I am delighted to be here, and I'm excited about this um, this Tea Time with Melissa today. I get a chance to talk with someone I'm meeting. Uh, we have talked, of course, to um, to get this podcast together and just kind of go through uh, what Tea Time with Melissa is all about. But I am so interested to find out how much I could learn about what she does today. And I think that it will be um, very interesting for you as well. And she's going to give us um, educational tips, tools, resources that might be helpful. Um, she does work within our community. So that's anybody that listens to Tea Time with Melissa, you know that it is all about educating the community um, and seeing how we can be better, better humans on this earth that we walk together. So let me in, introduce you to Miss Sonia. Sonia works, Sonia Hedwood. I'm sorry, I didn't get your last name in there. Um, but Sonia works for the Pregnancy Care Center in Henry County, that's in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Sonia, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited for people to learn a little bit more about what we do. And I'll just, uh, a, just a brief, tiny correction, if you'll allow the Pregnancy Resource Absolutely. Center of Henry County. Um, and, and we have been in the community for 27 years. However, I was told at a recent um, event, the lady said, we must be the best kept secret in Henry County. <laughs> uh, we've been there so long and so few people know who we are. And that was a sweet thing to say, but we don't want to be a secret. Right. <laughs> available to help whoever, um, whomever we need. What we do uniquely is we get to offer a non-judgmental environment where people who are concerned they might be pregnant are able to get um, a pregnancy confirmation. And that's a very simple but a very profound thing that we think that people really need access to. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely in all of our communities. So I understand that you have a very interesting story about how you got started. Tell us how you got started in working with Pregnancy Resource Center. Well, I, the, the interesting part is, is that the Lord sometimes does really crazy things <laughs> with our lives. <laughs> um, and it seems crazy. I love it when somebody starts off by saying, let me tell you something crazy, because you're probably about to hear a God story. Um, okay. Yeah, but I, I was going through a Bible study at our local church and it encouraged us to get involved somewhere that we felt like we could um, really connect with a part of our story. And in a minute, I suppose we'll get into what my story is, but that's just a very simple way that I got connected with a local church uh, oh. and then with a local nonprofit uh, yeah. was encouraged to get involved. Okay, awesome. Well, yes, please tell us about your story. That's what we want to hear for sure. 
Well, you'll find with most people that work in a nonprofit environment, there's something about it that compels them mm-hmm. and motivates them and wants them to be involved. And um, for myself today, as a matter of fact, that we're sitting here talking today mm-hmm. is uh, the birthday of my oldest child. Okay. Uh, so that's an exciting thing uh, happy today. Birthday. But, <laughs> very happy birthday for him. But the day that I found out I was pregnant with him, I was a senior in high school. Okay. So that was a shocking day for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to our local health department and they confirmed my pregnancy there. And um, it, it was a very surprising day. And I would have needed what we offer at the pregnancy center. It would have been a place that I needed. And that's what I'm trying to create is a place people need because I know I needed it. Mm-hmm. Now, if we fast forward, um, probably about nine years from there, I'd already given birth to my very sweet daughter and, um, she was about two years old when my husband and I found out that I was pregnant again. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that with my first two pregnancies, even though they were unexpected, I just knew that I was going to be a mama. I just knew that I was going to have a baby and we were going to work it out. But for some reason, when this third pregnancy uh, became apparent to us, I felt very, very scared. I felt very afraid. I felt very unprepared. Mm-hmm. As a teen mom, especially, sometimes we walk around with this scarlet letter, even if mm-hmm. nobody says it, sometimes yeah. we feel it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll say that a little bit of that was involved along with trying to support a family and two babies. And I can't make excuses for the choices that I made, but just trying to give reasons. But mm-hmm. very soon after we found out that I was pregnant, I had chosen t- uh, to abort. Mm-hmm. And we made that choice. And within three days, we had succeeded in aborting our third pregnancy. But however, mm-hmm. I didn't find the relief that I so eagerly wanted from that medical procedure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I regretted that choice almost immediately. But what is done cannot be undone. Mm-hmm. But that's the second aim that I'm at the pregnancy center for, not only for that that person who is pregnant, unexpected, and just needs to know the resources that are available for them, but that person who is not prepared to parent, they're not prepared to have a baby, and maybe they're not sure what they're getting into when they're thinking about abortion. We are uniquely positioned to help educate people about what that means. And sometimes people don't need a medical procedure to solve their problems. Sometimes they need resources. And, and Melissa, that's what we're there for. We're there to be able to connect people with the resources that they need because they might not need to do um, to do something that they may later regret like I did. Yeah, that that is that is a cool story in that. And, and I say that because you have the experience um, to be able to share with young ladies that come in who are on the verge of making that same decision that you made so long ago. And so um, I'm sure that puts a um, very unique spin on their educational journey as they come in. Um, understanding that someone was right there in their shoes. Uh, I think that empathy is, is a huge doorway to be able to really hear what someone else has to say. We can hear a lot of things from a lot of people, but knowing someone that has walked in your shoes and been through that experience, and I'll share that story with anyone that would like to hear it. Of course, we're not going to, to push anybody into listening to or talking about or hearing from anybody. Um, but if they're comfortable listening to my experience, then I, 
I can only use my story to help you decide mm-hmm. how you want to move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is what is your organization's greatest challenge, you think, in as it relates to um, getting out and serving the community? What are you finding is your greatest challenge? Internally, I'll say um, from a perspective of being able to let people know who we are and what we do. Sometimes people think we are an abortion clinic. Sometimes people don't think that we're a real medical clinic, um, but we have nurses that are in place and we are led by a, a board licensed OBGYN. And so sometimes just communicating who we are and what we do is the first challenge. And uh, sometimes when people hear that it's free, they don't think that it's real. But <laughs> I promise just because it's free to you doesn't mean it's not paid for. Right. And, uh, and so it, it is a challenge to let people know who we are and what we do. And then from a nonprofit perspective, uh, marketing is expensive. And so just trying to get the money that we have into the avenues that let people know where we are at. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some of the biggest challenges we just face from an a internal perspective. Yes, yes. So let me ask you, because at the beginning, you mentioned a God story is on the way. Is this a faith-based organization? We are. We are a faith-centered organization from our incorporation. And you'll find that most pregnancy care centers, pregnancy resource centers probably did have a beginning in, uh, in faith. And so what that means for us, we believe that every Christian is called to serve and to serve whomever comes into their facility, whoever comes into their door, uh, regardless of what their beliefs, their income, their race, their sex, uh, it's our job to serve. And so that's really the epicenter of who we are and what we do. We're here to serve in this unique way. We also believe that, that God made all life. And we want to not only value the life of the baby, but the life of the mom and the family as well. So all of those things wrapped up. Uh, we are a faith-centered organization. Okay. And so being a faith-centered organization, how do you incorporate that into everyday um, serving the community? How how would one uh, coming in, how would you communicate that or how do you communicate that to the community that you serve? Sure. So the first thing we do is meet their need. They came mm-hmm. there for a pregnancy test or an ultrasound or some mm-hmm. education. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to make sure we meet that need. At some point during that appointment, they're going to find out that we're a faith-based organization. And they're going to be asked questions like, may I pray for you? They're going to be maybe asked questions if, mm-hmm. if they accept prayer and they have some conversation, if they would like to hear more about the faith that we have and the God that we serve. And if they would like to hear more, then they'll absolutely hear more. Um, If they'd like, they're invited to come to the education classes that we offer. And one of those classes is about faith and it's about Christianity and they're welcome to come into that. So what we try and do as a faith-centered organization is first meet the need that someone came there for. And then secondly, invite them into that conversation. And if they would like to enter that conversation, we're very glad. And if they're not, we certainly, certainly respect their beliefs. But I'll tell you, Melissa, over the last year, Um, Just people being invited into that conversation, eight women decided that they would like to place their faith in Jesus Christ as a result of just being invited into that conversation. And and we feel like that is a a great way for people to know more about who Jesus is that Mm -hmm. might not have ever walked into the doors of a church to Mm -hmm. find out. 
Absolutely. Okay. So with that being said, let me ask you this. What is, what would you say would be, and you probably touched on this a little bit already, but if you can, I'd like for you to elaborate on it a little bit more. What would you say would be the biggest myth that you have to dispel regularly (laughs) when helping, when helping others in the community? Well, as I've already told you, we have strong beliefs about Mm -hmm. uh, our faith and we do believe that every life is valuable. And because we have those strong beliefs, I don't know if you've noticed in the media or in culture recently um, that there seems to be this myth that if you're not in agreement, if you have something that you don't agree on, that you're automatically enemies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> like if you're on one side, you then you absolutely cannot even listen to someone with a different opinion. And so each day I feel like we are dispelling the myth that you have to be completely alike to have a conversation because we don't know where people are coming from in life. Absolutely. We we don't, I mean, as Christians, first of all, we're not supposed to have judgments or prejudices, right? right? So we'll we'll start there. But um, I think we dispelled the myth that you have to be in agreement to have a conversation um, and that we can absolutely have conversations with different points of view with absolute respect and, and dignity and walk away with a smile on our face. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that that happens because people who come in who, who do not want to carry the term, they do not want to have the baby while we're advocating that uh, every life is important and they leave their understanding that if they need help after that, who do you think they call? Mm-hmm. The idea is that we love you. Mm-hmm. We love you and, and we love everything about you. We don't have to absolutely agree. So I don't know if that answers your question, if that even really makes sense. But yeah. um, I, I just think that we're not automatically at odds just because we don't all come from the same place or we don't all look the same. Oh, yes, ma'am. That makes perfect sense. And that is so um, important in this day and time. I mean, it has always been in the struggles in America alone, um, you know, with the citizens here, just understanding that we are all humans first. Yes. Right. (laughs) Yes. We are all humans first. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. That is, that's, that's pretty awesome. So let me ask you this. How can the community come together to help you serve others in the community? What can business leaders do? What can the church do? What can just me, if I'm in a community and there's a pregnancy resource center or a pregnancy care center in the in the vicinity, um, what can I do to help to serve you? We love that question. (laughs) (laughs) We love that question. So from a business leader perspective, we can only serve to the extent that that we are equipped and funded. So from a business leader perspective, someone who's looking to um, just inject their dollars into serving the community. What I love about nonprofit is that once the community invests in us, we turn around and we invest that in the community. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to do is to build a strong community so that they can then turn around and in their own way, invest back into the same community. It's a great building opportunity. So businesses who want to um, help educate families, who want to keep families whole, who want to build strong economy can invest in local nonprofits like ours that help keep that family unit um, thriving. And so 
obviously the dollars are very big, but from an individual perspective, absolutely volunteer work is, is top of the line. Someone who's willing to come in and put hands and feet to their desire to serve, that is a great way to be involved. We also take donations of uh, tangible baby items. So I think mm-hmm. I've mentioned that we do have a, an education component. It's called the Invest Parent Prep Program, where um, families and young ladies can come in and they, they take classes. They learn about pregnancy. They learn about childbirth. They can learn about parenting, budgeting, um, all the topics that, that really carry somebody from conception to birth and beyond. And each of those classes earns uh, points. And those points, then we have a sweet little baby boutique and they can go in there and instead of spending their dollars, they've invested their time and they get things for baby. Now, those baby items, um, we know cost money and we know there's a big investment in those and not everybody has the ability to do that. But people like you in the community who think that they would like to be involved and help someone. I'll tell you just a short story um, to to amplify this point, a young lady came in and she was probably only about three weeks away from giving birth. She had just kept thinking one day she was going to have the money to buy this stuff. One day she was going to have the time. One day that job was going to come through. And here she was almost ready to give birth. And that, that day just had not come for her yet. And so she came into the, to the pregnancy center and I showed her the boutique and she was just enamored by all of the cute baby stuff as we all are. And, um, (laughs) And she just kind of hung her head and she said, I was just never able to have a baby shower or do anything. But you know what's really great is to be able to look her in the eye and say, you might not have been able to, but someone did. Mm -hmm. They didn't know you, but they have provided for you and you're not alone. There's nothing else that compares in someone's world with knowing that someone in the community cared enough to invest in them. And that's what individuals in the community really help us do is lift the head of someone who feels defeated. That is so awesome. I am so excited (laughs) to hear that and reaching out and helping others, regardless of race, culture, background, um, socioeconomics, um, Mm -hmm. placement, all of that. And yes, nonprofits, they are what make this world go around Um, because it is on the backs of those individuals who are working in nonprofits and for nonprofits, they are helping our communities to thrive and to to move forward and to progress and, and hopefully in all cases to educate. So that is awesome. So we're going to take just a little bit of break right here, just for a sponsor segment and we will be right back. Thank you so much for that sponsor break. We are here talking with Sonia Hedgewood. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? You're so close. So close. Hedgewood. Hedgewood. Oh, my goodness. I think I was closer before. (laughs) It's a tricky one. Yes, it's a tricky one. But you have been awesome. I love hearing about what you do there at the Pregnancy Resource Center in Henry County. And um, I just I just want to ask you, you would have this information. What are some of the demographics of the population that you serve? Ages, races, um, all of that that you serve in, in Henry County. And are you specific just to a certain location within that county? How does that work? 
Well, we're not specific to a location. If you can make okay. it to our doors, we're going to see you. All you okay. need is a photo ID. Okay. Um, so if you can make it to the doors, that's good. I, I tell you, our, our county, we're in Henry County, and the overall poverty rate, I was pulling this for a grant the other day, the overall poverty rate in Henry County was 7.5%. Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds pretty reasonable. But then when I started to look at the fact that we serve um, a, a selection of people that are predominantly from Stockbridge and McDonough and Hampton, and I pulled the demographic information for that, and those people make up 13.5% of the total population that's living at or below poverty level. So... Mm-hmm. As we're looking at the clients that we serve, I'll say about 30% of them live at or below the poverty level, which gives them some barriers to obtaining a timely health care, um, especially concerning pregnancy, which is so important to have yourself taken care of and make sure everything's going uh, the way that it should. So we do see about 30% of our, of our patients that are at or below the poverty level. Um, I don't have a percentage number for the different races that no, we serve. Okay. Um, your Henry County is very diverse. Yeah, absolutely. So, so as I'm thinking, I, I do see a diverse number of people that come into the pregnancy center. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I've, I've got some of the races listed. We do see African-American, Asian, Caucasian, Native American, uh, a wide variety. Like you said, Henry County is very diverse and, mm-hmm. and growing more so every day. Thank goodness. We don't want to look around all the time and everybody look just like us. Everybody looks the same. How boring would that be? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the ages that we serve are particularly their childbearing ages, anywhere from um, 15 to 24 is the main group. Very rarely, thank goodness, do we see anybody under the age of 14. Um, so far in 2020, we've only seen four that have been under the age of 14. But I tell you, being able to have mom and and support is great for kids that age, but they don't always. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a, a cousin or a friend bringing them in and they're scared and they need somebody that can help um, really educate them about what they're about to face. There's no mm-hmm. good answer at that point, unfortunately, yeah. um, for somebody that young. And, and very rarely do we see people over the age of 35, but we do. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know about you, but if I got pregnant today, I, somebody might need to counsel me ooh, a little bit. Father, too. I would be. Oh, yes. Yes. I need to talk to somebody about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so so we, we do see a wide range. But as you would expect, most of them are within the just childbearing ages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you partner with the local schools or um, maybe even churches or other nonprofits in the area? Absolutely. Networking is is pivotal to being able to stay connected. A lot of the local high schools have our information. Someone needs a referral and they understand what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, The local churches, they are some of our greatest support uh, financially and practically, but also we're able to have people who have a deeper need than what we can meet. And it's great to be able to say, I know this local body of believers at this particular church can meet your need. Uh, that's That's been a great thing. I'll say COVID-19 has been something that has um, impacted and challenged us all, but the local churches in Henry County have stepped up in big ways to meet the needs of some of our clients, and we're very thankful for that. When you, meant, when you say um, some clients that may have a deeper need, what could some of 
what could that be potentially? Uh, That could be people who are without a job right now and unable to meet their financial um, obligations. Sometimes it is housing concerns. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is um, daycare concerns. Um, Henry County is trying to do better, I think, with homeless uh, concerns. It's just it's a hard thing to get going, I guess. And and we, we really have a need for that in Henry County, I'll just say it's because we are have a growing homeless population. Mm, okay. And um, you mentioned that you have, you are a medical facility. You have nurse practitioners on not staff? Yet a, not yet a practitioner. Um, oh, okay. We have uh, registered nurses and Register, okay. uh, registered diagnostic medical sonographers as well. So we have licensed healthcare professionals. Would love to have a practitioner, um, nurse practitioner, medical assist in, in the in the facility. That is a dream point. Okay. Okay. Do you have licensed counselors or life coaches on staff? We have, we have peer counselors. Peer counselors are, are where we're at right now. I would love to have a licensed clinical social worker available for some of these ladies to really practically talk through, but we have mm-hmm. volunteers that, um, that will really sit down and work through life plans with them right now who have been through a lot of the same situations. So that's where we're taking care of that point right now. Okay. And, and they are considered peer counselors. You, you call yes, them. ma'am. They're not, okay. they're not licensed counselors. Right, we, right, right. We do have a referral system for places that if, if professional counseling is warranted or requested, then we absolutely have some referral systems for that. Um, but if so, it's just life coaching and it's counseling through some decisions. Uh, many mm-hmm. of our peer counselors are, are, well-trained to do that. Okay, sounds good. So this is a question that I ask, and I mean, I I can't believe it. I have so enjoyed our conversation, and it probably went a little longer than I should have on the first half, (laughs) Um, but um, you have such great information that you're providing, and to our listeners, let me just say, um, and while I'm speaking to our listeners, Sonia, think about some um, resources or some tools that Um, some ways that our community can get involved. And um, I like to always give just kind of practical information. And you did go over much of that when you spoke of the um, monetary um, assistance. But uh, when you talk about baby items, you know, just give me a list of what that can look like. But to our listeners, Again, this is a nonprofit organization that is housed in our communities um, that is available to help and uh, serve um, the individuals in our communities. And so as you have heard from Sonia, she has some many statistics here about um, the ages and information about what she sees from the standpoint of, um, I guess, young mothers or, you know, uh, individuals who are facing a pregnancy and they really are at a loss for what to do. Um, this organization provides these services so that these individuals can be guided um, in the best way possible. Um, everyone's situation is different and we are all unique and wonderfully made. And so I'm sure that these individuals that they speak with on a daily basis, um, everyone takes something different away depending on um, their, their need, of course. 
their greatest need. Mm-hmm. And but I can't imagine um, an individual leaving the um, organization or leaving the doors and leaving the building where you're located. And that's another thing I want you to give us if you can, where you're located. But I can't imagine um, anyone leaving and not having enough information to make an informed decision from there. Um, resources, tools, where they can go and how they can kind of be walked through, um, you know, a very scary, which could be a very scary time in their lives. So I just applaud you for the services that you offer. Um, so let's let's just jump back. Let, give me just a list of items that you'd like to have the listeners uh, provide and also tell us where you're located. All right. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you that some of the, the main need of items that we have right now are for um, just a little bit bigger child than an infant. So thinking about a baby that's going to be about one year old and what they're going to need. Everybody likes to provide for us the tiny little baby cute things. Mm-hmm. And those are wonderful. Um, but a lot of our moms are staying in the program a little bit longer and their needs are not being met sometimes by the donations that we have we're having to supplement that so size three four five diapers pull-ups boy clothes that fit about 12 to 18 months those are things that we really could benefit from right now and if anybody has the wherewithal to be able to provide a new in the box car seat just the the cheap infant car seat from walmart like 35 45 dollar car seat because there's no program in Henry County right now that is able to provide a free car seat. And so mm. that becomes a, a big need. And we get a call from the hospital a lot saying, I've got a mom here. She's delivered and she doesn't have what she needs. And we're going to pull together and we're going to provide that for her because that's mm. what we're there for. But we can only do that if it's provided for us. So car seats are another big thing that we need and um, play pens. Some of these moms don't have a lot of space. They can't put up a, a a crib, but a playpen serves a, a really good need for them. And they could bring those things to our location. We've only been in a little bit more than a year. We're so happy to be in this new facility. We're at 100 Eagles Walk in Stockbridge. We face Rock Quarry Road. And uh, we're, so we're on the Piedmont Henry campus, very near the emergency room entrance. And we moved into this building from a much different uh we were in a 110-year-old house over in the Flippin' District, so this is a great new location for us. We can really uh, serve people and have the potential to grow, but we would love to have people visit our website. It's um, www.mypregnancysolutions.com. They can find out about our services. They can find our contact information, and if they're one of our clients, they can get connected with our online academy through that web address as well. There's a resource guide on there for them if they go to the resources tab which has some referrals for some different medical services and information about pregnancy as well. That is awesome. So I'm just going to say these back. The address is 100 Eagles Walk. That's in Stockbridge, Georgia. Yes, ma'am. And the website is www.mypregnancysolutions.com. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Okay, Miss Sonia, this has been great. Um, I have one final question for you. And this is a question that I ask all my guests. um, And this is what we kind of end our talk with. What is one thing or yeah, one thing that you can say to encourage our listeners? Hmm. 
Well, I'll say this is, and this kind of does with pregnancy, but I think it's just the season of life we're living in right now that it's good to remember that fear of the future can paralyze us if we let it. Uncertainty can root us in a moment or a decision, no matter if it would have been one we'd made outside of fear or not. But have faith, have faith, have faith in yourself, have faith in your future, because it's faith that sets us in motion and gives us the strength we need to be the hero of our own story. And, and that's what I love. I want you to have a story worth telling. I want you to have a story mm-hmm. worth repeating. So have faith and take yes. courage. Yes, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Sonia. This has been awesome. And I feel like I know you even more. And I am excited to to get this podcast published and have our listeners know um, real practical ways that they can not just talk about helping and reaching out to others, um, but actually doing it. And so putting that into action. And so I am excited, like I said, to publish this this podcast, and I cannot wait. I am hoping and I will be prayerful in that every listener that I have as they um, share this, I'll put this on all of my social media platforms. I'll send it to you as well, and you can post it wherever you'd like. Um, But we would love for all of our listeners to somehow um, play a part in the lives of our beautiful children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to put it out there. And I tell you, um, I have my, my listening, my listenership, I guess I could use that as a word. I don't know. Is that a word or not? But we just, just made it. Is. It is a word. <laughs> it's one now. <laughs> yes. Um, it's growing and I am, uh, how do I say I am humbled to be able to have this platform to be a voice for many organizations, um, small nonprofits, as well as um, community leaders, just to get the word out on how we can better serve each other. And so thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for giving me your time today. I, like I said, I know how busy you are and it took us a minute to get connected, (laughs) but um, I, I, I tell you, I am just so grateful for what you do and what the Pregnancy Resource Center does there in Henry County. So thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for sharing your platform to help people know who we are and what we do. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So this is Tea Time with Melissa. You guys, you go forth and you be encouraged and you have an outstanding winning day. And remember, you make the day whatever you decide it to be.